Hey everyone, and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts. I am Peter Laz, Matt, and we talk about movies on this show. And in this episode, we are talking about a movie that's based on a comic book, which isn't actually that weird for us, given that we'll usually do all no. the new DC and Marvel movies. But this is a little bit different. This is based on a comic book called I Kill Giants, which is a, an indie comic book, and is a, a little bit different from your usual fare. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to start spoiler-free. We'll give you a warning somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers, and that's what we're going to do. So, yeah, what is I Kill Giants? I Kill Giants is a story about a young girl named Barbara who believes that she protects her small town in Rhode Island for, from monsters, from giants. And mm-hmm. she sets up traps, she has all this mythology worked out, and everyone else thinks she's a little bit crazy. Uh, other kids at school, her big sister, her brother, uh, you know, her one kind of new friend who tries to befriend her, even though she's kind of weird, but kind of goes along yeah. with it anyway. And that's kind of the setup of the movie. And I think the intention, even from the trailer, is very much, is this giant stuff real, or is it... Or is it all a metaphor for something that she's going through? Uh, I think I'll leave it there, because I think from the trailer you get that question. I actually think the movie makes it quite clear, relatively early, which way it's going with it. But um, from the trailer, that's the question that I went in with. Because this is actually why we're doing this, is I really like the trailer. Uh, Me and Connor did the trailer a few weeks ago, or actually probably a couple months ago now, uh, on the movie news. And it spoke to me. Something about the trailer spoke to me. Um, that, and I wanted to see it, so I talked Matt into into doing an yeah. episode on it. <laughs> so it's, like, it's about a girl with a giant hammer that fights giants. And I was like, that's a cool poster, Matt. That, that that poster where yeah. she's got her back to the the you know the cameras that yeah. were with the with the big hammer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I'll ask the question. So that's that's the premise. Uh, Matt, did you enjoy I Kill Giants? I I did. This was a movie that spoke right to my soul. Has as someone that grew up very angry with a lot of problems in need of an outlet, <laughs> I felt, I felt like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A kinship, I guess, with young Barbara. Granted, I wasn't as detached. Oh as sure, her. I'm also you know. sure you weren't setting up traps around your town for potential giants. No, but you know, around the house, maybe leaving stuff here and there, and Dad stepping <laughs> on it, and getting super pissed, but. You know, no, it wasn't so much traps as me just being lazy, not picking things up. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, this movie, you know, I, I watched the trailer, you know, when when you proposed it, and when I agreed, I didn't, I didn't realize how how much it was going to affect me until about halfway through, and then I was I was solidly in. I, I think what's impressive about it is there's something that. You know, early on, once again, we'll save this for spoilers, mm-hmm. but early on, I guess, what the movie was uh, was about. Yeah. And I think even though I was kind of right, it still managed to swerve me a little bit when it finally mm-hmm. got to, like, revealing everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, very smart. Yep. Uh, so I, I, I credit that. I think the performance is great. We have, obviously, a young Madison Wolf who's playing Barbara. Mm-hmm. She's very good. Her and her, her new friend, Sophia, uh, played by Cindy Wade, who... I knew her face from something. I looked. I looked up her IMDb page. She was in an episode of Sherlock, so I assume that's where I'm recognizing okay. her face from. Uh, but she's like a new girl who's just moved from England, so she's like, oh, I'm kind of, you know, everyone thinks I'm weird. Can I talk funny and like, <laughs> can I talk to you? So she's kind of the friend. Our big oh, I like sister. How she's like, they don't know Leeds, but they yeah, know London. London. Yeah, so people in Rhode Island only know London. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, but I don't know where Leeds is at, so I had to look that up real quick as I'm watching the movie and like. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like saying Orlando in New York City. Like it's 
they're completely different parts of the country. So I thought that was that mm. really landed. So uh, the big sisters I mentioned puts who, funnily enough, is English as well, but is doing an American accent uh, as her big yeah. sister, and sh- she's there. Joe, you know, she's not actually got a, a huge role. Like she's obviously she's a she's an important part of the the story, but mm-hmm. she's not like got that much screen time. So it was actually kind of funny when it got to the end credits and her name came up first. I'm like, oh, that's the yeah. star power right there. <laughs> she's got her name up first. Yeah. That's screw, the name. Screw the kids. Uh, and obviously Zoe Saldana, who I'd argue is probably the bigger name, uh, but she gets the coveted yeah. and credit. She's the and Zoe Saldana mm-hmm. at the end. She plays the yeah. uh, the school counsellor, uh, or the shrink, as the kids refer to her as. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, she, she's the school psychologist more than a count. Like, she's, you know... Like, I mean... She's a legit a therapist. That's, that's fair. I mean, my school never had a therapist. We had counsellors. But uh, Yeah, also, as, you know, I've, I've worked around schools for a very long time. Mm. Like... When you, when you say counselor, my shorthand is like a guidance counselor who yeah. kind of helps, you know, help you kind of figure out what's going on and they're there to talk versus the, the psychologist where she is a therapist. Like she works with the kids that are having a harder time. But yeah, she's, you know, I like how they used her as the school psychologist instead of like trying to force her to go into like therapy and whatnot. It, it really was organic. And I thought Saldana did really well with what she was giving. Like she's very compassionate. Yeah, so, so, so oh, I'm I'm so used to Saldana being a, a badass in some way. Well, it's mm-hmm. you know Guardians of the Galaxy or Star Trek or or even Avatar. Like, she's always an action yeah. hero of some kind. It was actually kind of weird seeing her in a more normal, like realistic role where she's you know I I have a job and I, I have a family and I've, I've got a baby. <laughs> like, oh, this is weird. I expected her to be like, yeah, I fight giants too. And she pulls out a sword. Yeah, yeah, you're expecting her to like dual wield with uh, <laughs> with, with a young barber at some point. Uh, but so so cast are very good. It's very inventive. Obviously, whenever we do get into the giant stuff, the visuals start you know get really interesting because it actually treats it like. I mean, there's, there's like there's a there's like a flashback at one point when she's explaining the mythology of the giants, which is very yeah. stylized and cartoony and fake looking. But when the giants actually like you know when she's like hunting a giant in the forest or we see one coming, it tends to look pretty good. Um, it's not like a huge budget movie, so it's not like uh, you know. Yeah, Mega it's, it's more the level, but it's more the atmosphere of, of yeah. the creature being there. Like most of the time, it's in shadows and whatnot, but you get the feeling of the sense of dread. You know, like she says, you learn to look for the signs, and like that's like birds flying away. So anytime these birds, you know, fly away, that's oh, there's a giant close. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some great stuff with her like running away from one in, in the forest mm-hmm. and you, you just see the shape of it in the distance through the fog and yep. it's, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got that kind of atmosphere to it. Uh, and then, of course, the, the big thing as well is because a lot of this is like, as much as we're describing this giant stuff, it's not like an action movie. There is a lot of it is the drama of what she's going through. What What is, you know, um, and the fact that she does need a therapist and the fact that she is having pr- troubles and having mm-hmm. outbursts and everything else and she's very antisocial. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's easy to relate to her. Um, I don't know if I'd quite go as far as saying that, as say I was an angry kid. But I think just yeah. as someone who, you know, if this is a delusion, if, if this is her escaping into her own imagination because stuff's, like, too much to take, I think there's an element of that that any, like, nerd who grew up on pop mm-hmm. culture can kind of relate to in some way. I mean, yeah, most of us never go this far, but, you know. Early on where she, you know, her brother's playing, like, Call of Duty whatever aggro first-person shooter he's playing. I think uh, it was Killzone, but I'm not oh, super sure. They're all the same but, to me. You yeah. kids and your video games. But, 
she she has a you know a Dungeons and Dragons type game set up, a role playing, and she rolls the dice and goes and unplugs his game, and I died because the way that she'd said it was like, oh yeah, she's definitely a nerd. Yeah, oh yeah, she said, she said something like, I, I did a saving throw and it failed, yep. so <laughs> there you go, <laughs> TV's unplugged. Uh, but do you know what the funny thing about that series is, is that he was being a complete dick, but at the same time, yep. as someone who does play games, not these types of games specifically, but as someone who plays games, if anyone ever unplugged when I was about to achieve yep. something in the game that I'd be working towards, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. she would well, fear she for her life. Because, you know, like, yeah, dinner's ready and whatnot, but like... <laughs> she could have waited, but she does it just to be an antagonist. And oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, her yeah. Personality, you know? And I just, I love that. Where she's like, yep, uh, that was the saving throw and it failed. So, blackout spell consumed your game. And then she just leaves it like that and then makes her sister basically deal with the brunt of it. Hmm. And that that's her detachment from everything. Is she, <laughs> again, I might relate to this more than I should, but like letting other people deal with the consequences of something that you've done. Just because you're like, yeah, I'm not dealing with it, and you just leave. So, but yeah, I this this girl, I was just like, oh man, if I ever have kids and they're like this, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, I don't know, jail time probably. Uh, so, <laughs> I think um, the, all the relationships with Barbara are actually really strong. I think there's not a single one that I I saw as being weak or as less interesting. Like, I think whenever she's interacting with Sophia and Sophia is trying to befriend her, it, it's, it's interesting, it's kind of sweet. When she's interacting with her sister, her sister's struggling, she's trying to be the adult, even though she's kind of, it's been thrust upon her. I mean, she's you know she's in her 20s, she's, she's old enough that yeah. she's got a job and stuff, but... You know, it's still it's been thrust upon her uh, when maybe before she's ready to like take care of two kids yeah. and she's like struggling. So that's like there's an interesting thing where she's frustrated but she's trying to be like motherly and it's just kind of going back and forth. And then of course yeah. Saldana's got the, the 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 sweet therapist sort of stuff going and all of that kind of works really well. And I, I think it's a testament and I think it's why the movie works so well is that. You're not sitting around waiting, oh, when's the next giant stuff happening? Mm-hmm. You're actually invested in the drama of it. Because, I mean, it's very simple high school stuff. There's a kid that kind of bullies her a little bit. But, of course, well, she's... Kind of, full on. Well, sure. But, I mean, yeah. the, the point I'm making is that Barbara, unlike, say, other like movie characters who would take it and it would be this miserable experience, yeah. always fights back in some way. Yeah. Even if it's not... And it you know, always it, makes it worse. Yeah, it may not cause... be literally, you know, punching back necessarily, but there's always, like, a... You know, it's something that, okay, you, you're actually, you're enraging the beast. You're poking right. the bear. And I mean, it was all set up to the violence. Like, why is she afraid of a bully when she fights giants? You know, mm. like, this giant's just, a, or this giant, this bully is small potatoes compared to the giant, right? So I like that that was her attitude in dealing with that. And mm. she doesn't know when to stop. Because uh, there's a scene where the, the bullies get the jump on her. And you were just like, all right, just stop. And she doesn't. Yeah, uh, no, and it just keeps going. I kind of admire that about her, but, you know, and it doesn't end up well. <coughs> yeah, I think I think what I like about her character as well is that she's obviously very flawed, but there's a very endearing kind of, like, you want her to succeed even when she is doing something that maybe she shouldn't be doing. Or you you, you can see why this is a problem, that she's doing this. But part part of that childlike wonder of is like, no, just do it, get away with it, go on, break, yeah. break, break the rule. Uh, so it, I, I think it takes you back to being a kid in a lot of ways, uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of times. Um, 
so yeah, visual, visual is very good. I think it's pretty well directed. Like I say, the cast is very good, uh, and all the rest of it. So I think with that, we'll probably give the spoiler warning, so we can start talking yeah. about uh, spoilers. So full spoilers for I Kill Giants from henceforth. So right, so right away, right, right as the movie's like kicking off, and we're seeing the dinner scene with the D and D, you know, switching off the TV. Yeah. It's like okay, the sisters looking after the other two. So. Immediately, immediately, my mind goes to okay. This is all about dealing with the fact that our parents are dead in some way. Yep. Right. That's where mm-hmm. your mind immediately goes to, and the sister struggling. And the movie plays out like that for a long, long time. And I actually, when I mentioned earlier on that, I was kind of impressed that it still managed to surprise me, because throughout the movie we see that like it's it's almost like Kill Bill. Whenever someone says mother to her, because it goes a long yeah. time with no, no no one mentioning like the parents where they are, but you just sort of like yeah. they're noticeable by their absence. And you know, obviously, there's a big scene in the middle where Saldana in therapy says mother. It mutes her saying it. You know, it does that sort of thing where Barbara sort of zoning everything out. out. Yeah, yeah. And she smacks her in the face, which is a big moment because she just hit a teacher essentially. Oh, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. of course, she points out later. Well, technically, I didn't hit a teacher; I hit the, the school therapist because that's yeah, better. Exactly. <laughs> so while she's a staff member, it's not exactly the same thing. Yeah, and the only, <laughs> the only reason why she's not expelled is because Saldana sort of let, like she phones her sister and tells her about it because her sister's pissed at her for it, but. She doesn't go to the principal with it. She just like tells her sister, "It's like you get one, you get one mistake like that." Um, yeah, and it's you know it's just like you know because that's the thing you really grow to like Saldana because she's trying her best. She's trying to give her all the chances possible to not screw up her childhood. Yeah, well, because she knows that there's something up with her, and you know, my sister's a th- or my sister, my sister-in-law is a therapist, and some of the stories that she has are trying to break through to people. You know, those walls go up and you, you can't break through sometimes. So, you know, the fact that right there is all uh, Saldana figures out that, well, here here's the, you know, the weak point yeah. in, in helping her. And, and through that moment where she slaps her that, okay, now I know what to work on with her. And the relationship gets a little bit better. And I think, despite all the stuff that's going on in the movie with the giants and stuff, it, it's so down to earth in every other way that when she does hit her, you feel an uncomfortable, like, oh, damn. That, that, you know, that's a moment yep. that doesn't happen. You, that, you're not no. supposed to do that, so it feels really uncomfortable for everyone involved. Uh, so when she, when she runs out of the room after doing it, like you, you feel the, the, the unease of the, the event that just happened. But, yeah, it's like, an, oh, man, she messed up royally. What's going to happen to her now? So, yeah, so the swerve I was talking about, though, is that eventually she stops going to school for a couple of days, and Sophia gets concerned, goes and, like, gets mm-hmm. Saldana, tells her, and they go looking for her, and she finds her, and Saldana, this is the first time we actually hear the word mother in the movie, because it's been muted up until this point. Yep. She says, your mother wants to see you, and I went, damn, she's not dead yet. <laughs> Yep. Like, because obviously the whole thing's about losing her mother, but it never occurred to me that she may actually not be dead yet. Because there's actually a moment earlier on. It's, it's after she gets beaten up by the bullies, and Sophia takes yep. her home, where Sophia sees something in her room upstairs, and she mentions that we never, you know, Barbara's like we never go upstairs. We, we don't go upstairs. And I'm like, yeah. why not? What's upstairs? And I'm like, uh-huh. what did she see in that room? Because because Sophia like cast like drops the glass and smashes it, and she runs away kind of scared. I'm like, what did she see? Yeah. And you know, if, if I'm thinking Bar- everything Barbara's seen is fake. Then what, what did right. she? What did Sophia see that scared her? Um, yeah. And it turns out her mother's on her deathbed, like she's been sick for a while, and she's up there. Yeah. And all of this that's going on, this giant's thing, is all about her not being able to accept. Because because right early on, like there's a moment after the fight at the dinner table scene, 
where she comes back in the house and she hears her sister and brother upstairs like talking about her and like they're saying oh you have to give her a chance to the brother and like you know it's like yeah but why yeah. sure she's weird and they're just talking about how to deal with her and it's basically during this where like the first signs of a giant attack start happening she hears something yeah and right away i was like hmm it's interesting that as soon as like the emotional problems that she's not dealing with the, the stuff that she's she's wanting to ignore that's when the the you know the the, the magical threat of the giant starts to manifest like you know right. it seemed to be whenever there was like a real problem she didn't want to deal with that's when oh shit there's a sign of a giant or she hears a giant or something right. to, to that effect uh so ultimately what the movie's about is is it's her with this fantasy to feel like she can save the day to feel like she right. has power to feel like i'm this badass giant slayer i can do this um yeah, because she can't beat death. Uh, she, she can't beat her mother's cancer or whatever her mother's no. got. And and what what's the? She's struggling for meaning and and mm. to, to like what does this whole world mean and how can I uh, revelant uh, re, not revelance I'm having a hard time saying that revelance. Mm. Uh, th- that's what she's struggling to find. And so, yeah, I also thought that the giants represented her anger, especially the one at the end. That comes in because in that segment that she talks about all the different kinds, like you have frost giants and storm giants and uh, you have these harbingers and who are kind of like dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah, because uh, they, they come up and actually speak to her and like, oh, yeah. why, why haven't you killed the giants yet? They, they're kind of like a self-doubt almost. Yeah, exactly. But then you have the one that she talks about, the titans, like the big, you know, yeah. we're talking the Greek mythology. They make your blood boil. And I heard that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then as she's dealing with what she has to at the end and what that Titan represents, you know, and it's anger at the mother for being sick and, you know, basically leaving her there and just, it destroyed me. We yeah, because her, her magical hammer, which she claims she has in this little pocket pouch thing. Kovaleski. Yeah, Kovaleski. Uh, like, she's like, it's called Kovaleski and no one knows what that is. And it's not until like uh, like her, Sophia mentions she's, oh, she's a baseball fan and the the, the gym teacher notices oh, oh Kovaleski that's a that's a deep cut he's he's not played baseball yeah. in a hundred years that's old if you've got yeah. a fan and so you realise at this point okay so baseball is related to whoever she's losing so I was thinking her dad at that point just because typically yeah. sports go with the dad but you know mm-hmm. whatever uh, it's the mother and it's like okay so how does this relate and it's not until Sophia kind of like. When she's in the house and like the others are like talking about her or whatever, she goes down into a little den in the basement where she's been staying because she doesn't want to go upstairs. Right. She, she 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 sees all her photos and we've we've heard Barbara listen to the old you know radio recordings of yep. the old games, and she she hears the, the, the on the tape it's both her and her mother talking about how Kovaleski was called the Giant Killer because he did so well against the New York Giants. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's where the title comes. That's why she has this specific delusion. Yeah, when I put that all together, right, because we all all know that I love Thor and Viking stuff, and and she talks about how a a named weapon has to earn its keep, and, and, you know, it's it's the stuff of legend for a reason. Oh, yeah, and just just like Mjolnir, um, it's like, it's not a dying star, but it's it's formed out of the jaw of the the, the, the titan being that created all, you know, all giants. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it gets into some Norse mythology too, you know, because Ymir was the first giant, and, and she talks about how, you know, the earth and the sky came together, and then when Ymir was was lonely, he created the giants out of his own blood, and and all of this, and I that's I was like, oh man, this is great. Like, 
this is really hitting hitting my groove. And then she starts talking about this hammer and how she can only bring it out when it's time to kill giants, right? Yeah, because there's, there's a time when she's being bullied earlier on and on yeah. the beach. This, this is after, like, her and Sophia have kind of fallen out, and Sophia has been kind of, like, coerced by the bullies to tell tell them about her, some of her yep. traps, and they're, they're off destroying it, and she comes up and confronts them on the beach. And Barbara opens a little a little bag, and she pulls out this this little like makeshift stick hammer thing she's built, and it's, yep. like, really pathetic looking. And she's like, yep. oh, no, it's lost its power. Why has it lost its power? And then the bullies beat her up. Well, this, this, is, this is the point in the movie where the bullies yeah. just kick the shit out of her. And it's you know it's towards the end. It's it's, it's once like Sophia's with her again. They're on the beach. There's a storm coming, and the, the radio mentioned there might be a storm, but there's you know it's just not yeah. that dangerous, right? And I guess the movie's kind of playing it a lot because even though it's very clearly all in her head, it's kind of just yeah. doing enough that if you want to believe that there's some truth to any of this, because no one else ever yeah. sees anything mm. from a giant. Like Sophia no. sees the fire after she kills that one in the middle at the train dock, yeah. the train yard, right. or the uh, where she used the electricity. Um, uh-huh. And she leaves like, the, the, all the train cars just on fire, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're gonna go to prison for arson if anyone comes." <laughs> yeah, you know, if anyone ever talks about this, and I kind of like looking through Sophia's eyes too because we're experiencing this as her. She's she's our eyes. Yeah, because she knows her about as well as we do. So, but but yeah, when, when it got to the reveal of who Kovaleski was, you know, I I couldn't take it anymore, so I typed his name into Wikipedia, <laughs> and I. And I read, and I, I told my wife, who's watching with me, I was like, oh, he was known as the Giant Killer, because she's a Dodger fan, and there's a, a Giants-Dodgers rivalry. Um, and uh, so she finds out that this is the Giant Killer and, and whatnot, and my wife even smiled. She's like, oh, that's really cool. So that's that's how it all ties together. And I just, oh, man, so, so good. And then I look up who wrote it, and it's Joe Kelly. Who's yeah. you know he's done comic book work and he's written some of my favorite stuff of Superman. Yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning he he wrote the comic book, but he's also wrote the script and for the movie. So he play. he adapted it as well. Yeah. So yeah. so it's just it's hitting all these stuff that I really love. Whether it's you know the the Viking stuff and and her having a hammer but feeling not worthy to you know insignificance and how she deals with it. I just and then the stuff with the mom happens at the end and I you know for the, for people that don't know, I lost my mom back in August. So there, there were scenes where she goes to see her mom, and I just I had to pause it, and I broke down. And there's nothing worse than having your wife come and go, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, just leave me alone. Give me where's my hammer? I need to something." <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so good because she gets a hammer back just after like because Sophia's there on the beach and she's like, "Go and hide." And then she pulls out a hammer, and you see that it's the one in the poster, this big giant hammer. It's yep. got this electricity kind of like. It, it's almost got like a Tesla coil, like, you know. Yeah, it's, the, it's very steampunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she does this big giant jump, and, you know, because we've seen like the water do this sort of like, as if something's under the water a few times yeah. in the movie. And it's during this storm where it actually comes out as a Titan, and she does this jump and, like, just, you know, hammers the ground, and this bolt of lightning comes down. It's this big over the top. It's very visual, yep. very representative. She's fighting her, like, She's finally dealing with her fears and um, yeah, she's facing him. Yeah, and she ends up in the water. Actually, again, kind of implying that all she really did is maybe walk out into the water and almost drown. But she she makes the choice to come back. Um, and because because the end of the movie, because we actually you know after she comes home and she goes and sees her mother, uh, and and they they embrace. We we jump ahead till after the summer. And we see that she's a little bit better. She's you know she's not dressing as weird. She's kind of normal. She's got a Dodgers jacket on, I think, and she. Uh, they go to her mum's funeral and it's this kind of sad thing. We see she's still friends with Sophia and at the end of the movie she, she's upstairs and she goes into her mum's room and she looks out the window and the, the titan's in the water 
and mm-hmm. she just kind of says, "Hey, thanks." Like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I can I can take care of myself now. It, it it reminds me of Banner and Hulk at the end of Avengers, where he goes, "You know, that's the secret. I'm always angry," you know, and that was her, just like, yeah. You know, sometimes... The Thor comparisons aren't enough. You have to bring Hulk into it as well. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's just who I am. But, like, I, her last name's Thorson, for Christ's sakes. Like, how am I supposed to not to? But it was just like, yeah, sometimes it's okay to be angry, but you can't Shit, be you're driven. Right. <laughs> Thorson. <laughs> Good damn it. You, yeah, you can't be driven by your anger. Like, you have to let it, you know, yeah, be angry. You know, yell and scream, but... You have to be able to face your, you know, uh, fears. You know, you. It's, it's about accepting. It's about facing your fears. It's about you know coping all all, all these things. Um, Maybe it, I read into it too much, and how it applies to me. I, I think know? I think the big thing for me was just the the general feeling of she feels weak. She feels vulnerable because she can't save her mother. So she's created this reality where she is this awful, you know, this this great champion who can take down giants. Like, she feels that she can achieve something. She's protecting people by doing that. Um, and that speaks to me, I think, the idea of, like, escaping like that and, like, you know, yeah. I feel powerful here because I don't feel powerful in the real world. Well, yeah, that, that's video games. It's comic books, you know? Like, you know, it allows you to go into that world. It's Dungeons and Dragons where you get to be, like, mm. a... You know, twentieth level barbarian or whatever. Yeah, I mean, because and- that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I think honestly, the movie, the, the trailer kind of played it as if it could be real, but honestly, the movie yeah. itself, I think, right at the start from the movie, that D and D scene where she says, "Hey, why don't you come and play a real game and use your imagination?" I think that's spilling it out for you. She's using her imagination the entire time. Yeah. So. Definitely. Well, and it definitely made me want to go and find the the uh, comic because mm. I know it's been collected. Cause it's been out for a while now, and. I want to see how different it is because you can play with that. Is it real? Is it not differently in the pages of a comic versus in a movie? You know, so uh, and then what what beats that it hits? Because when when you have the guy that wrote the comic also do the screenplay, you yeah. assume it's going to be pretty faithful. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is is you know because I think it's a very tightly scripted movie. I, I don't think there's a lot of problems with the script. Um, so I, I wonder, like, you know, is he just very good at adapting and knowing what works in the different formats? Yeah. And like, and because of that, it would probably be quite interesting to see what is different, what what did change, what was taken out, what was added, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, I, I think I think it's very neat, though. I love that you don't even get, like, a sense, as much as it's about her losing her mother, I love that we are halfway through the movie before that first time where she says, you know, in, in the therapy session where she says mother and it mutes it. But in that time, you can't actually tell what she says. Like, I assume she yeah. said mother or father, right? I assume she said that. Yeah, or but parents. You, yeah, you but you, you can't actually tell what she said. And yeah. it's not it's not until when she's talking to Sophia uh, later on where, she, where she's like ran off and she's at the, the, the D&D, you know, the, the role-playing shop. And she comes in to talk to her and... Sophia flat out says, why don't you tell me about your mother? And it mutes at that time, but that time you can tell what she said. Yeah. Right? Uh, but that's after she found the photo and she found all the stuff in the, the basement that, that told you about all the... Because right. she finds a receipt in there for this shot, which is why she goes there to look for it. That's her. why she goes there, yeah. But, uh, th- but that's like that's a good hour into the movie. I actually love that the first like 45 to an hour, they're just absent. No, no one ever mentions it. You, you just see the sister taking care of them and you get the sense that She's stepping up because the parents aren't around. Like she, she is being thrust into this role, uh, not by choice, and you just get it. Yeah, it reminded me of Lilo and Stitch because when that mm. movie kicks off, 
you see that there's this little girl that, you know, she's eccentric and she has her issues. And then when you find out that it's her older sister raising her, and the whole subplot of that uh, is that uh, the government's checking in on her to making sure she's actually taking care of her sister. And of course, comedy comes from there, but here they don't treat it like that. Here they treat it with like, oh no, sister's in over her head, but she's just doing enough to get by. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at because I recognised their mother yeah. from something in yeah. the movie. Uh, she was in Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's where I know her from. Oh, okay. Her face, but um, no, no. I I, th- I think all that stuff uh, works really well. I I I think if you, I think I think you have to know what it is going into it. I feel like if you if you see like the poster and think, oh, it's going to be some girl who goes around slaying giants, and you think it's just that, mm-hmm. and it's going to be an action fantasy movie. Uh, I think yeah, okay, that that would maybe leave you feeling weird. But yeah. I think knowing that it's actually very representative and it's a, it's more of a drama with those elements included, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like it, it hits what it wants to do. It, it's, it's a shame that this isn't getting more buzz. It's a shame that it doesn't seem highly yeah. rated in IMDb, but that could just be a lot of people who thought it was going to be an action fantasy movie and not yeah. what it is. <laughs> well, and, and if you watch the trailer, because I hadn't seen the trailer until right before we decided to watch this, really. Mm. Like, I, I had skimmed it and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. Uh, but to sit down because my wife wanted to see the trailer and like sit with it and right before we watch the movie, like I don't get that vibe that it's an action movie. I get the vibe that mm. you might see her fight a giant or two, but you know, oh, so if the people yeah. went into that, I, I get that they might be disappointed because if there's based off the, but I mean, it's still a fantastic movie. Like even if you went in expecting an action movie, yeah. I, I, again, maybe I'm too close to this. But... I mean, no, I, I think that's just honestly why it maybe won't get the... It's one of those things where it, people who just wanted a, a, a light action thing will be disappointed mm. that it's not what they wanted it to be. Not because... Yeah. You know, they, they were the sort of people who were maybe never going to like this anyway, but I think for people who do right. like uh, that this kind of thing, where it is more of a drama and it has got a bit more depth to it, um, because it's kind of a sweet story, about someone, you know, accepting... Because, you know, it's unfortunate when this happens, and it does happen, but, you know, most of us, I think, don't have to deal with death in this way until we're a bit older. You know, that's, yeah. this is something that you're kind of unlucky if you have to deal with the death of a parent when you're a kid. You know, that's yeah. why Batman exists, because it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, that exactly. Yeah. So. I mean... You know, and he he's the archetype for that and, and what it does. And hell, I mean, th- think of Batman. Just, I mean, a serious comparison here. Batman's whole thing is that he felt weak and couldn't protect his parents, so he spends his life making sure he can protect everyone else. That's essentially right. what she does in her fantasy in this movie. She, she yeah. fantasizes. So arguably this one's more realistic because it's just in her head. So this is more like whatever. Right. This is what a kid in real life. She's not dressing like. up as a bat and kicking down doors, you know. Uh, and the, 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 the both, this is the more emotional, realistic take. And I, again, I say realistic because it's all in our head. Uh, Batman's the, no, what if you actually did become a badass and you did start yeah. protecting people? Yeah. No matter what. So, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, you know, I want to argue with you, but, but I can't because it's, it's all true. That's like, a damn good comparison, Matt, and you know what? It, it is. Like, I, I'm searching my head for other superheroes and, and none of them work as well as Batman, you know? Because that is baked in, you know? To, to who yeah, he is. I, so. I think especially because it's the whole idea that he was powerless to help. It's not like Spider-Man where he was kind of responsible and partly... Because she's yeah. not responsible for her mother having cancer. No. This is this is a random act of fate, essentially. Um, and So that's why it's, I think it's a yeah. bit more aligned to, to Batman's thing than, than 
something like that. Uh, but I do like the difference being that because it is like a an illness, which is, is you know, with Batman, it's like okay, it's random, but it's an act of a human being. So he he dedicates himself to stopping human beings. This is more. It's, I mean, obviously, an illness isn't magical, but it's like I think in her head. It's like a force that can't be understood. It's just something that randomly happens. Right. So she has to really? fight it with magic. She fights it in a fantasy land with giants because it's yeah. mystical. So yeah, I, I agree with all that. Yeah. So no, I think there's a lot there, and I, I think th- there's so many scenes throughout that, that work really well. All, all the stuff with uh, her and Sophia, and you know, because you're, you're kind of awkward at the start where Sophia's trying to introduce herself, and she's she's being nice to her, and you know. Barbara runs off and it feels kind of awkward that it's like, but over the course of the movie, she's trying really hard to be her friend. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's a very sweet story at, at the center, on top of the some of the fun visuals and on top of all the other stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would highly recommend it actually. As as would I. Yeah, I, I think it's a really strong little story. Uh, so uh, I, I guess we'll uh, we'll get to ratings then, Matt. What what, would, yeah. what are you feeling then? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking this. I know this might be a little high, but oh. eight, eight and a half, eight point five. Um, oh, I, mean, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it, and it, it hit really home. I, I, I'd said in in our Facebook group, this, this was a movie that spoke to my soul, and it's kind of what I needed at this point right now. So, uh, you know, all the flaws with it aren't enough to to knock it or even bring up because it's hard to even think of any without calling them nitpicking. So. Yeah, for me there wasn't a whole lot in the in the way of flaws. I think um, if I'm going to try and play devil's advocate and try and like poke holes at it, I think hmm, maybe maybe the like I mean maybe may, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to like phrase this. Like maybe like there, there, if there is going to if there could have been more action, could have been more of the giant stuff like. Maybe it would have like been paced better. No, the pacing is fine though. Like no, it says if my my <laughs> one complaint that might be a nitpick is I would have liked to see more with the sister, and seeing their relationship a little that's, bit. Yeah, and... that's fair. I, I could have done more with the sister actually. Yeah. Uh, arguably even more more with the brother as well because the brother's only in a couple yeah. of scenes. He's just kind of this antagonist. Yeah. yeah, he's just an antagonistic douchebag. Maybe a little bit more with them, but it would have been nice. But mm-hmm. I think maybe the the offshoot there is that. That's part of concealing what's really going on is that we don't get to see as much. Yeah. Because because they're more likely to mention what's going on, because you know mm-hmm. it's their mother too. Yeah, and I get that, and I, you know with everything, but I just you know, I I want to see how you know how an because she's not really an adult, but an older, you know, person's dealing with with that. But that would have spoiled the the mom stuff too. You know, so and I, I think you get some good things. senses of that I, I love the scene where Saldana comes to the house to try and find her, and uh, you know, it puts us there, and she like starts to break down because she's trying her best, she's trying really hard, yeah. um, and I, I really like that scene a lot. Again, again, that's a scene where just the acting from her is kind of what sells the yeah the pain of it, and so um, yeah, honestly, not a whole lot to fault, um, really. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm going to agree with the 8.5. Uh, I don't want to go any. That. I don't want to go any higher than that right now. I kind of want to rewatch it and see how it sits with me. Um, yeah. I, on, on a repeat viewing, when I've had some time to think about it, um, it's funny because I think honestly the only critique that I can maybe think of that it, that that maybe fits, although in a weird way it's kind of the point of the movie, is just it's just a little bit 
sentimental at the end, but at the same time, it's yeah. like that's kind of the point when you get to the end. So I, I can't really fault it all that much. Oh, um, but hey, so no, I kill giants is is very good. But I just want to say I love the scene where she actually says that. Where she, cause she finally admits to Sophia what she does. Uh, and she's like, I, I find giants, I hunt giants. And the camera's you know, tracking in, I yeah. kill giants. It's this tracking yeah. shot, this big epic moment. Uh, and I love it. I love that the movie treats her, her like what she sees and what she thinks she is, as epic as she sees it as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's the story of a, a middle schooler dealing with the fact that her mother's dying and all the emotion that goes along with that and everything's very representative of that and I think it's a, a really enjoyable movie, is that. So, there you go. I Kill Giants. Yep. Recommended from 1.21 gigawatts. Highly recommended. It gets the, the 1.21 seal of approval. Yeah, so... Uh, that, that is I Call Giants. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie in the comments. Um, if you want to support the channel and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, I've, I've been trying to do a little bit more of the Patreon plug-in at the end. You know, get, sell it a little bit. Uh, obviously, you get to vote for a bunch of stuff at the $5 tier. You get to vote what me and Matt will watch on the month's Overload. That's always a vote. There's always a vote for Influx. There's always a vote for Streams After Midnight with me and Tim. Uh, so you can go check out that, of course, and look at all the things that are on offer over there if you want. There's a link in the description, of course, if you want to go and have a look. Uh, otherwise, you know, like, subscribe, um, all, all the usual stuff. But that, that's us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>